Divers and seekers, skeptics and believers, we invite you on a journey to the dark side of the moon and the deepest depths of the ocean and every space in between. Open your hearts and minds and suspend disbelief, for we are about to embark even deeper into the depths! Hello and welcome back to the Night Shift. The question on everybody's mind is, what is the timer? It started minutes ago. From 72 hours to what? That is the question. Please call in with your thoughts, ideas, Concerns, I'm here. I'm waiting to listen. Alright, so you know what? We're stuck on the radio now because all of our fucking social media stuff is stuck on a timer. And now we don't know what's going on. You know what? The government knows exactly what is going on. And I will tell you right now that they can't tell us what isn't different from what we know. We know exactly what is going on. So, we just want to let you guys know that everything is okay. It is a beautiful moment. Give me that shit! Uh, uh. Okay, I'm, I'm here to tell you that nothing's okay. Stop, the, stop! Now get out of here! The, the fact is, we're doomed. We all know it. The timer is just here to tell us that our end is near. Somebody stop him! Get out of here! I'll blow your fucking brains out! I'll blow my fucking brains out! You, you need to stop right now! Calm down, it's just radio! We're, we are done! Hello? You guys? I, I, I'm, I'm just sitting here, alone. And I, I don't know what's really going on, but I can tell you right now that it's it's not looking good. The, uh, the outside world is stand still. I, I hope you're all safe. I, I hope everything is okay with you. But nothing's looking good. Everything stands still. That's all I can really say. This is Brandon. Signing off. <laughs> oh. oh welcome back everyone we are here to tell you about the timer the countdown that which set everything into motion and stopped time at the same time what does this timer mean you might ask yourself that but that's okay because it's not gonna be told to you till the end so sit tight the timer is a very mysterious thing, and no one can even understand where it is coming from, obviously. What you have is a countdown from 72 hours, and it is ubiquitous across the planet on every screen available. There's no way to get rid of it. There's no way to get around it. You are constantly reminded of this, this timer that is counting down time to what? Nobody knows. 
Imagine yourself walking down the street in a city. You know they always have those TV stores with those TVs constantly playing news stations or whatever they want to play. But all of a sudden that now changed to 72 hours. But now counting down. That's all you see. In Times Square in New York City, all you see is that timer on every single screen. You look at your phone to see if anyone texted you. You can't get past that. You can't text anyone nor call anyone. You only see 72 hours. Or 71 and 32 minutes and 56 seconds. And the longer it goes, the more unsure everyone is. Ultimately, what happens? What happens when everyone on the planet is faced with the same dismay, the same feeling of uh, unsure of what's going to happen, and nobody has an answer? We're going to explore that, and we're going to take you with us. Be a willing participant or not. So now, come with us and dive six feet deep, day by day, into, into the depths. depths. So day one, obviously, is going to be a little interesting. Chaos and riots are going to break out, as you can tell with the starting of the newscasts, right? Right. And ultimately, this is the pinnacle of what the fuck is happening. And you're going to have... Everybody kind of feeling every which way in in this situation. You can't escape it. It is ubiquitous. It is something that seems overwhelmingly powerful. It's not like some hoax. It's not like some little little prank that somebody's playing on you. No. And for every common folk and every rich, wealthy person... They all feel the same. What is going on? If you work for the government, you are now scared and thinking that another country's taking over. You have the conspiracy theorists who are now saying, maybe it's aliens. Maybe they're finally here to get us. Or it's an invasion. Everyone, no matter who you are or where you've built yourself up to be, is scared. So, day one is most likely going to be people trying to find answers and other people starting to try to prepare the best they can. And furthermore, that's when the looting begins. That's when people start losing their cool. It, it doesn't take much. We've yeah. seen that in, in, in the past. We've seen that it doesn't take much for things to start to unwind and unfurl into chaos. Imagine the Rodney King riots, but that was only based in L.A., but this is now global. People are freaking out because they can't call anybody. They only see a timer. You feel that everything is up. So the people who are poor or don't know what to do, their first reaction is to survive. That's what they're used to. Correct. And they're going to get the groceries they need. They will fight and kill anyone else to protect their family. People are buying out stores. People are looting. People are are fighting in the streets. And uh, notable, the only media that gets through is radio. Because all screens are corrupted. Yep. And so 
Now everyone's hunkered down with a radio, hunkered down with audio. If they can find it, though, because ham radios and CB radio stations now are not so common. So people are grabbing the radios as much as they can, but that's the funny part about it, is we've made them obsolete. So now where do you find yourself? Trying to find some source to get this. And then that's when you're going to find some people who will grab a radio and be settled down with 30 to 100 people just trying to listen to a radio like it was the 1930s. And you, you find yourself in this first day, people starting to go into bomb shelters, bunkers, like leaving leaving things behind. The people saying, I prepared for this. The doomsday preppers. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it it is it is pure chaos because, you know, maybe in the first hour it was what the fuck is this? But as it keeps counting down, the tension builds and people start panicking. Some. But then you have those people who are religious and they expected this day to come and they start getting to their congregation and they might come together to pray and worship for rapture. Maybe they finally feel like this is the the end of times. I mean, we've had how many end of times moments in the last decade? The Mayans. There was the man who said that the world was supposed to end three times since 2000. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have those so religious many people. Cults, religions any higher power would be reached at this point and churches would be filled to the brim at this point with the faithful and that's when you see the rise of something new the second day the second day is full of so much terror because people aren't getting answers they're looking towards their government and all they've been told so far like the newscast, stay inside. We will figure everything out. Don't worry. But now, at this point, it's been a day, and everyone's been watching those that that timer count down second by second by second, and that's enough to make anyone go mad. Let alone not knowing if it's your demise or your uprising. Some people are glued to their screens, just watching the timer. And some people are trying to get as far away from screens as possible. And what what is filled at this point in time? Pews. We have religious leaders standing up and saying they know something. We have cult leaders branching out and, and saying that this is the end of times and they have the answer to get to the other side with nickels and Kool-Aid, whatever it is. The fact being, faith is what people cling to. It's almost like another stage of grief. Some people expect it to be the apocalypse, so they're almost okay with it, as long as they were doing right. So you've got a lot of different religions trying to get to their point where they can find themselves and find their afterlife and make the means to an end, so that way when it does end... It will be okay. You will get your afterlife of peace, of eternity. But yet you're still unsure. But you also have to realize that there is chaos, mayhem going on all around you. And you have to have that survival instinct. We all have that lizard part of our brain of fight or flight. And if someone's pushing you, 
you might do something that's very sinful, and then all of a sudden now you got to run back to the congregation, but you also want to get far away from the city or get far away from everything you know. But what do you do? You're the, stuck. The world is is havoc right now. Everything is in a state of disarray. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody's showing up to their jobs. The world is being looted, burned, and destroyed just for somebody to find their own peace. And yet, inside the walls of the churches, you may feel some peace. You may feel some guidance. You may feel some protection. How far does that go? The, the preacher tells you, I've seen this all along. It was written in Deuteronomy. It was spoken of that the final moments would come. This is it. And they, they fit it to their means and they, they fill you with hope that you are the children, you are the flock that are, are there to receive the gifts of your creator. Now, if you can imagine religion, also imagine a world where all the streets are piled up because now you have no more tankers bringing gasoline to certain gas stations. There's cars piled up. You now have to walk to get anywhere you want to to see your family in St. Louis to New York. Or maybe you have family in California to Colorado, but you have to walk because the streets are flooded with people, cars, mayhem, fires, nothing but guttural chaos. What do you do? You want to leave, but you can't. Yeah, now everyone's you, escaping from every city, but to where? No one knows. And you think maybe the mountains will be better. And then there's people dying because they don't know how to prepare themselves for this because we've been so glued to our screens. And that's the scary part is you're so glued to your screen now more than ever. But it's not how you used to do and you wish now. Maybe I could have learned a few things to better myself in this situation, but now I have no choice but to watch this tick, tick, tick on a timer countdown. And you have people huddled together in, in their, their cathedrals, mosques, and temples. You have people barging out the doors and, and, and into their cars trying to get somewhere. You have people destroying, graffitiing, vandalizing, just taking and burning just to find some meaning in the timer. Then you have a government trying to speak to what's happening. And are there words consoling you? Are they, are they telling you the truth? Do they have a grasp on what's happening? It's all up to the individual to try to decide if this can be reconciled. The government would most likely try to tell you to stay calm, to stay inside your homes, to stay away from the, the, the riots, the havoc, to not wait. participate. Yes, to wait until help comes. But what help when the whole globe is being terrorized, in a sense, with no means to an end, no understanding of who has caused this? But I guess that's where the government really comes into, is what are they really doing for us? In this situation, let's imagine that the government itself, governments across the globe, 
have not really given much information to the the average person. Big surprise. Big surprise. But let's just say it's not because they're withholding, but because they don't actually know. And they don't want to let on that they have no idea. They don't want to let on that they don't have an answer. Imagine the Cold War scare, where it was a race between the most immaculate, craziest weapons you can harness on this fucking planet. But now imagine it, that everybody didn't know who had the weapon. Or what there the weapon was. There was no race, that, or no country, no race, no nothing that had this weapon, but the weapon was being used at this time, and no one knew who they were fighting. So it's a lot of blaming of, do you have this? Who has this? So obviously there's going to be some summit meeting to figure out who is causing this. And just imagine on the first day even, they finally get it together. And the second day they meet up and everyone is just as angry and lost as everyone else. Here you find the greatest leaders of our planet. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> those who we look to for guidance yes those who we look to for su support those who we look to for safety safety is the key here and they're all sitting in a room trying to determine what is happening who's doing this and all you find is a room full of toddlers pointing fingers at each other screaming it's you germany it's you, Japan. It's gotta be Russia. It's not us. We would have claimed it. Ah, no, not us. Japan stands clear. Not us. And everyone, everyone is, is pointing fingers. They're exasperated. They want to give answers to their people. They want to have a solution. They can't stop the timer. They can't shut it off. They don't know where it's coming from. They don't know why it's happening. They don't know who's in charge. Imagine a toddler with a cookie. He wants that cookie so bad, doesn't he? But he can't have it. You tell him why. But yet he still kicks and screams and waits until you give it to him. And you finally give it to him. But imagine that you don't give that kid that cookie. That is this grown adult room of the United Nations grown men fighting over a cookie that they don't know who has. In this regard, the ones in charge of everything are left as confused, frustrated, and scared as the people that they claim to protect. So they are, are putting the best minds to it. Sure, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. They're working very hard to make sure that they can solve this issue. What happens when nothing comes up? What happens when missile silos start being actuated without codes? What happens when, when borders start being locked up? When commands start being given without, without reason? When radars go haywire, when there's nothing on the screen, when every bit of technology we have is going completely bonkers, without any telltale sign of what is causing it. Is it an invasion? 
conspiracy theorists would love to say that? Or could you actually just honestly believe that no one in the whole world knows what's going on? That's the scariest part. That nobody, and I mean nobody, has an answer. But that's not to say that people don't believe that they don't have an answer. Where, where religion and cult members feel like they have this superiority in, in faith, in duality. There are others trying to come about this at a much more logical, and I'm doing air quotes here, logical <laughs> sensibil sensibility. There's so many computer technicians who are trying to figure out what is causing this because it's most likely a computer hacker, or maybe it's aliens, maybe it's another country trying to take over everything. But th first, you want to throw off confusion to everyone so everyone goes into a panic. No one absolutely knows, but say the scientists and all these computer technicians and engineers finally try to grasp on what is going on with the equipment itself, and they can't find a location, they can't find a source of whatever can make this happen even, all at once, let alone make a continuous timer count down at 14 hours and 32 minutes and 12 seconds. What are you going to do? Midday on day two, you have multiple hackers, IT consultants, Silicon Valley, bigwigs, all brought in, you could say arrested, but apprehended by the government structures to try to decode this timer, this this seemingly meaningless timer. To find an algorithm, and then maybe they don't find an algorithm. Maybe they find that there's no actual sequence to what is causing this, which would either mean that someone has surpassed us on this planet like with technology completely, and we can't even trace it because it's not existent yet, or it's there, but only one person has found it. And who knows? I mean, it's just, it's such a tough call. And these people are working by the clock. And it's still ticking down. And they only have a day left at this point. So you have people taken from their homes, abducted, if you will, by the, the government systems, trying to put them to work, like, minute by minute, hour by hour, trying to figure out where this is coming from, what it is. What do the rest of society think? Their greatest minds, their technological resources are now being taken from the streets. No answers, because the government doesn't have any answers. People flocking to churches, n not having any, any idea what to do, but to reach closer to their god figure. And then, what do you have? Conjecture, theory, ideas. And everyone needs something to grasp onto. So day three has finally come. The final day, and everyone has absolutely been sheer shocked. They don't know what to do. They're almost crumbling in the corner. They hope that they've prepared enough. 
to fight whatever this might be. And yet, is it enough? Does the government even know what they're dealing with now? Because it's crunch time now, and they must figure it out now within 12 hours. The streets are bare at this point. Nobody's out. Some people are underground. Some people are hiding in their houses. Some people are out in the wilderness. Some people are, are barricaded in their churches, mosques, and temples. All you have are radio signals. It's the only thing that gets through anymore. What would you say, Anton, would be a radio signal on day three? The time is drawing near. We, we don't know what's going to happen. Our best minds, our best people are working towards an answer. But who knows if we will get there in time. I just hope that all of you are safe. I hope that we will see tomorrow. I hope that all of this can be written in our history books and that we ourselves will not be history. On day three, in my opinion, which I like yours, it was really good. But on day three, on my opinion, I feel like I would hear a radio broadcast of this. Listen, my children, we are going through a certain particular choice of God and he is here with all of you. He knows what's best for us. And the rapture will come at the end of this time. Do not be afraid. You will be okay in the hands of God and Jesus himself. We will be reborn again. And those sinners will live on this planet. And the apocalypse is coming. I can tell you that. I can tell you that. Alright. I've been telling y'all. I've been telling y'all that it's been our alien overlords this whole time. This whole time I've been telling you that. And what I gotta say is I got I got pieces of metal in me that have reverberate. They 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 send signals out to to spaceships. They send them out to the mothership. They've been contacting me for years. And I can tell you this. They are the reason for this. They are telling us that our time as humans is gone. The alien overlords are taking over. I know you should know. If you don't paint yourself in gold today, if you don't Stuff a cucumber up your butt and coat your feet in peanut butter. You will not be accepted to the new alien overlords. Respect. <laughs> so, that's the things you can expect when it comes to the broadcast. At least me and Anton's minds. And I hope you guys enjoyed that. This is funny. But... I also have to say, when it comes to the government, I feel like on day three, there's going to be an egotistical war of, they think they knew who it is. It's either America, Russia, Korea, or China. True. And I feel like 
there's going to be a big dick contest of, I have these nuclear warheads. Either you stop this counter now, or I'm firing a mesh. Yeah, guns pointed in all directions. A Mexican stare down, a Mexican... Uh, what do you call it? Mexican standoff. Mexican standoff. Thank you. Mm-hmm. No, and I think the hardest part is... I didn't even think about this until now that we're talking about it, but I think the hardest part is, is there is American troops in Afghanistan and Iraq and all across the Middle East sure. that probably aren't being shipped back to their home. No, no, everything has been shut down. No, in their final days, they won't even be able to see their family anymore. They're stuck together. And that's actually, I just want to say right now, I love you troops. Thank you. Because if this were to happen, you guys would be the ones who got fucked. All the military troops of any country who are shipped off to some other country, they wouldn't be able to go home to their family. And they would be stuck sitting there waiting for what their next move was. But say there was no next move. The government's so so concerned with something else entirely that they can't pin on anything. Yeah. And at this point, maybe you're firing at each other, but maybe you're like, what are we doing? Yeah. But everyone's so scared. Maybe they got a chance to talk to their loved ones, but everything's pinned down. I mean, the technology isn't going to be the same. It's not going to be working the same. So you can't kill each other. You know, your radars and all this kind of stuff is off. So you're going to be at a standstill, but you're not going to be able to fly all your troops home because you want to be ready to send them to another country to kill this, but you still don't know who's at fault here. So these men are sitting there stuck in these trenches, not knowing what to do and hoping that everything's going to be okay because they miss their loved ones, their family. Now, will the, the confrontations leading up to this become null and void? Will it all seem tertiary to what's happening now maybe in all of this we could find a sense of what the shit are we doing and maybe in all of this we can try to band together to find safety to find comfort i would hope we could find comfort but we are also primates we are mammals we still have the animal instinct and I feel like no matter what, we will fight tooth and nail to blame someone else. And because we have different tribes now, maybe they're a lot bigger, but it's still like a village of gorillas and all that kind of stuff. There are tribes, indigenous tribes used to do this all the time. No matter what, we are animals. We get scared. I don't think we can get past what we have said or have done to each other, even in this great moment of time, knowing that this could be our last moment. So let's say... In the last six hours of the countdown, we have our major nuclear powers all aiming missiles at each other, staring each other down, begging each other to move. Everyone's confused. Nobody's leaving their homes anymore. There are cars abandoned in the streets. There are people hiding in bunkers. There, there is nothing left on the shelves in the stores. Talk about Y2K times 10. <laughs> like, there's so much more going on here. Yeah. And yet no there's, there's no explanation. Like, so many people think that they have the reason. They have the idea. They have the answer. But that is merely 
a human way of of conducting a means to an end for something they don't understand just so they have some comfort just so they think they they can pull through well i think the hardest thing is that we need someone to blame which is obvious in our culture all around the world but i think the craziest part is is we're ready to kill someone else because we don't know yet if there was someone who knows they're also comfortable with the world killing itself for their own gratification of what just to see us all squirm some sociopath is just sitting there laughing his ass off hoping we pull those triggers making those nukes go all over the place seeing us all right in the streets kill or rape one another just for the sake of what humanity in its own right especially in developed countries you know may have lost its way we may as a species not appreciate life for what it is may not truly understand what it means to be conscious to be aware and to use that properly and in that in this time of of enormous turmoil yes a lot of us will be clenching on to our loved ones to be hiding to be safe to feel love at every last second at the same time so many have died in the last 48 hours for none other reason than ego for survivability to make sure that you are better than someone else because you deserve life more than they do for greed for out of fear out of avarice out of sheer misunderstanding and you don't understand what you were even doing in the whole time you had no reason there was no no idea that this countdown meant nuclear war there was no idea that this meant the end of all things there was no idea that this meant anything at all it was a counter that started at 72 hours and by the time it reached 24 the Everything. world yeah has imploded upon itself we are on the verge of nuclear war from every nuclear power nobody is in the streets there's nothing happening in any building other than people huddling for safety i think it's cute that you went straight to the last 24 hours cuz i know that you and me have talked about this and the first 2 or 3 hours without our technology and all you see is a timer you know that's enough to make the whole world go insane it's been and bonkers and point fingers at each other to immediately make it seem like you have an excuse to get away with murder rape and do whatever you need and it's all about survival but you make it okay just because numbers on a screen and people are dead in the streets people are burned alive in their houses and in their vehicles cults probably sacrificed children or other people just to make them appease their so-called gods and churches have have been locked down and are not 
receiving any new followers. Starving children. Doing anything they can just to stay in their church because they don't want to sin before their so-called rapture. And people in in the farthest regions of 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 the world and in the in countries where there are no screens, no technology, they have a vague understanding of what's happening, and they don't know what to do. They don't. They are not kept up moment by moment. They are trying their best to find a way to keep themselves safe from what nobody knows. Yet the entire world is collapsing. Is collapsing and clueless. Now it's the final moment. The timer goes down from five, four, three. three. Two, Two, one, zero. The timer disappears. A shadow figure slowly appears on every screen and says, This is your awakening. It's time to wake up. And the screen goes black. Now, how silly would you feel, listeners? How would you feel if all of this happened over a hacker or something, but you don't know exactly. No one still knows what's going on. You killed somebody over Irish Spring soap. You allowed your child to be taken so you could get to safety. You burned a vehicle just to make a point that you had no idea what you were doing. Maybe you were scared. Maybe you wanted to do it because you wanted to have fun in your last final moments. But was it worth it? Were you okay with doing all these sinful moments even though you're a Christian? Or you're Jewish? And you don't believe in God or even anything like that. But you were okay with causing someone else pain or their death you sacrificed your neighbor for the sake of some god that doesn't exist some god that even doesn't even have text it is your cult that you joined to find solace because gary said it was a good cult <laughs> but the main question is after that would you still believe and trust in the safety of yourself through your government? Would you furthermore believe in yourself at all? Believe in your fellow man? Believe in the capability of humanity to hold itself together under stress? When there was nothing promised, nothing threatened. And just took numbers. The entire world acted like a fool and destroyed itself over numbers in a sequence. On every screen. Because we all pay attention to that screen. And if you listen back to our season one episode of The Removed, you'll understand where we're coming from. And we wanted to expound upon how ridiculous it is. But how easily would you scare yourself? And how would you be freaked out by your neighbors and your friends 
being scared by all seeing 72 on their screen counting down. See, the fact is, we are creatures of habit. We are creatures of uh, mass intuition. We follow each other like lemmings. We don't know. We want to know. But we will resort to actions out of character based on fear. Based on not knowing what's to come. Confusion. We, we are so primitive. No matter how much technology we have. No matter how much we've created. No matter how far we have come. When all of that is set aside, we are still just apes. We are nothing but mammals, and we sit here in our little computers, our little tiny phones, and we say we're better than every other species on this planet while we eat them slowly and just say, you know what, it doesn't matter, we're far superior, when you know what, the simplest trigger of fear will send us back into the most primitive age that we've ever felt before. That's how stupid and silly we really are. The truth is, we don't know anything. We like to pretend like we are in control. But as soon as we lose any bit of it, we resort back to primal tendencies, lizard brains. We kill, rape, pillage, steal, hide, and blame. That is all we are. Now the question is, you guys are not much different than we are, because we're all human. Antone, what would you do in this given situation? We don't need to go day one, two, two three. Let's hear how you would deal in the whole situation. What was your first reaction if you saw a timer? displayed on every screen personally I would try my best to get all of my favorite people all of my closest people together and really try to find our own solution to what could happen like whatever it is we would need to find a safe space to prepare for the worst, but lock ourselves away from the rest of humanity until until it's over. And yes, I'm no better than, than any other primate. I just want what matters to me to be safe. And I would do that to the best of my ability. That's good. And you? Well, I would do exactly what you're saying. Obviously, I'd grab you, but also our closest friends that we have, and I would honestly go like go loot a Lowe's or a Home Depot, and I would grab as much wood as I can. I would go grab some keys from any auto dealership I could and grab trucks as much as Big possible, trucks. and I would grab as much wood, and I would head straight for the Rocky Mountains. Gasoline. Yes. Grab gasoline, of course, on the way. But I would want to, as much as I can, go to the Rocky Mountains. And like you said, survive. Because I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not any better than any of you guys out there. But this is the most 
logical scenario that anyone would go through is to survive. Some people would do their own thing with religion and all that, but I would want to survive in the Rocky Mountains. The cold air could fight pollution in my mind that I would hope. At least know. you wouldn't be caught in in like I, a fucking bucket of waste, like say, and no offense to anybody, but say like Louisiana, Detroit, or, or LA. LA. Yeah. <laughs> And exactly that, I would go to the cleanest air as I could find, and that's Colorado in my mind. And that's where I would go, and I would try to have all my friends and family, and I feel like a lot of us, as we know, would agree with that. We're not super survival, like, doomsday preppers, but I feel like a lot of us would be happy to just go straight to the Rocky Mountains and figure that out. Just to be together and survive and wait for this to end. But a lot of us don't even need our phones. We need to remove ourselves from the rest of ourselves, honestly, in, in horrible situations. And that may seem unkind, that may seem unreasonable, but the the crowd mentality, the, the mob mentality, when crisis hits, as far as humans are concerned, we lose like half of our IQ. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kill or be killed, it's psychotic, it's mindless, it's broken. And I would only want to have the people I trust truly to be closest to me. And what's really funny about this whole scenario is when it adds up to what we said, this is your wake-up call. Now, as you guys know, it's not easy to have these wake-up calls But this one I feel like would be a shocking one that the whole globe would understand. That it doesn't matter your nation, country, whatever it is. It's an understanding that humans need to survive and heal the planet itself. Because if we don't, we're just as primitive as dogs, horses. We're nothing better, but we destroy a lot more than we give. We, so that's we a great ourselves, call. We ourselves are a, a virus, a parasite upon the planet. You know, maybe this is what we need. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, we would need this to actually show that we can wake up. Because a lot of people would die. We would have a lot of blood on our hands equally to a lot of people. And if you didn't have blood on your hands... You can't pray to a God and expect that he's going to save us all. Like, you think God's going to access all internet problems and be like, I'm going to set a timer? He would just do it. He would cause a flood or whatever. If that's the whole Bible thing. But it's not going to be that way. No, there's no no one answer to anything. No. And what it takes is a mysterious influence upon the entire world to get us on the same level we are just surviving we need to find a way to make our lives worth more and we think we can do that at least me and anton do because we like talking to you guys we hope this wakes you up a little bit and makes you get into that idea that it takes nothing other than a few numbers to scare us all and we know for a fact in my opinion at least 
But I think you do too. That if you saw that happen on a global scale, this would probably be how it would go. Maybe not exactly to a key, but close. And you know what? We're glad you might think that way, because welcome to Season 2, motherfuckers! This is where we bring you bigger, better subjects. Things that we have been really speculating on. We've been working harder, better, faster, stronger. I don't know if that's trademarked. <laughs> but if it is, fuck it. We are here for you, and we want to let you know that we are still around... We hope, like shit, that you are listening still. I feel like you guys do listen because you guys like us in the sense that you guys want to listen to some crazy topics like this. And this season, we already have planned out. We have a lot of different ideas. And this season's going to be strong, just like this. And prepare for a lot more harder, more epic intros. And I hope you enjoyed the new intro. But I hope you guys enjoy a lot of the new things we're going to bring to you guys because it's going to be a lot of fun. You can still reach us at IntoTheDepths666 at gmail.com. You can reach us at IntoTheDepths Facebook. You can reach me and Anton at our own personal Facebooks. Anton Gravenmeyer on Facebook or Grave Offering on Instagram. And you can still find me at uh, Brandon period bump 52 at uh, Instagram, or you can, uh, no matter what, just find us, period. We love you guys. We're still here. We're glad you are, too. Just expect a lot more fun fucking episodes, because it's gonna be good. This is the intro of this season, and I know, Anton, we are proud of this one. Beginning of something beautiful, and, you know, it's only going up from here, so come on, join us, and dive deeper Darker, better than you ever have before, six feet deep, into the depths!